Man, this podcast is your boy Mike J, and I have with me. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Bowtie Fresh. What's good, man? Man, man another day, man. Damn flu season running for it, man. It's chilling. I dig it. Man, that gone flu and what it is running rampant around here, around these parts, man. Everybody I know is getting sick. If yeah, it ain't man. if it ain't the flu like symptoms, uh that whatever that little stomach virus is going around too. Yeah, a lot man, of so. a lot of casting got hit with that. I've been uh, I've been lucky enough to kind of dodge both of them had a little bit of a stomach thing like a week ago, but nothing like what other people are, are reporting out here, so I'm gonna keep ducking and dodging it. So the word is for folks to wash their hands because it's a work the other day, and uh, this somebody going in there and some major damage, and the star came out and didn't wash their hands. So, oh, that's yeah, yeah, life. Hey, man, it's, it's, they got some people or some sociopaths in these streets. Hey man, I would probably, I would definitely hit him. With, I would definitely hit him with that. Oh yeah, this is what we doing. <laughs> I just get blank look all the time, man. But. Yeah, man. So I guess to the people, man, uh, actually, no, we was kicking it on Wednesday, man. We went to the uh, game. We were sitting up in the suite, man. Uh, y'all check out social media, man. Check out uh, I took a picture of him two of the pacemates, man. So we was kicking and having a good time up in the suite. Yeah, man, that was that was that was definitely uh, some good stuff, man. Good, good networking. Uh, grown manish podcast out here trying to make some things happen. So uh, it was good to see the Pacers. I, I'm not a Pacers fan, but. It was definitely a nice, a nice environment, great environment put on, and you know, like I said, like both, like like Mike Jake said, both or the uh, pacemates came through, showed some love a little bit. So uh, yeah, uh, definitely shout out to the Pacers and uh, shout out to shout out to the uh, what do you call it the who they play the Toronto Raptors. They uh, played the Heat. Pacers kind of came or the Heat. I mean, that's what I mean. They uh, played the Heat. Pacers kind of they was they was getting it put on them, but they fought back a little bit. They Relied a little bit too much on Vic. It couldn't. It couldn't get the. It couldn't get the dub. But I give them that. They fought. They fought back and try to make it respectable, though. Man, so that was, that was a cool little time, man. Hopefully, we can be able to do that. Do that again. And even when the suite just start hanging out and kicking it, man. Getting on, getting the fellowship on. So that's another thing. Oh, definitely, yeah. when start going and kicking it more, we're definitely going to invite the listeners who live in the area or who don't live in the area come go with us, hang out with us, have some conversations. Spirit, oh, yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it'd be, it'd be a cool little time. So, I want to try to get something, you know, going on for that, man. All right, man. Quick question. We we'll get Definitely. into it, man. Have you bought Black Panther tickets yet? Say that again. Have you bought your Black Panther tickets yet? No, I haven't got I was I was actually uh, looking at the Black Panther tickets and stuff today. I know that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on as far as uh, viewing parties and there's all kind of GoFundMe's out there set up for you know people to go see and trying to go see in large groups and stuff. So I definitely need to get on getting getting my tickets so I can so I can go peep it out. I I don't I'm pretty sure I am not going to go see it uh, with with you know like the like the the viewing parties and viewing sessions you know the the extreme mass of people that are trying to go to collectively you know I may 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 try to go see it you know either you know by myself and take my son or. Or, you know, maybe with you cats, you know what I mean, something like that. But I don't, I don't think that I'm going to be down with the the big viewing party type stuff. And you got yours yet? Kinda, uh, not yet, man. I kind of want to see. I kind of want to go. I think it's going to be an event. Uh, so I definitely am excited to go see. It. Really, when I find me an Afrocentric T-shirt, 
or you know to, to rock up oh, in yeah. that piece, man. So uh, definitely oh yeah, I definitely. I just don't know. Yeah, I definitely. Oh, I I, oh, I did pick go. me up a. Yes, I say yeah, definitely. I I did pick me up a a nice little uh, Afrocentric shirt to go, so I can go peep it out and see it. I, and I agree, man. I definitely think it's gonna be an event. Like it's it's gonna be. A great movie, I think, but I think it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be an event. It's going to be a movement. Um, I think this is going to be very good for for Marvel, number one. Well, I think it's going to be good to to see such a large, uh, all black cast, and and I know that it's going to do great numbers. Like I I, I just see it. So many people are amped up about it, and um and it, and honestly, like I said, it, it has a lot of um, a lot of importance. Uh, Wakanda and the, the nation of Wakanda and Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So um, it, for those that are just purely Marvel fans and not getting into the social aspects of it, it, it's still going to be a very pivotal movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading into Infinity War. So by and large, I, I am hoping and praying for great things for the movie, and, and I'm excited about it. Cool, cool, man. So I definitely will let y'all know as the time gets closer. It's about a month out. So, you know, yeah. we'll definitely do a, a movie where, you know, probably, you know, once we go back a few weeks, we'll definitely give our thoughts and views on the movie. So, uh, hey, man, so what's going on? What did you think about that uh, missile from Hawaii? Oh, man, dude, that was crazy. Like, I didn't I didn't hear anything about it until a, uh, until a, a friend was like, or a friend and then my mom, actually, too, because, um, it, it kind of almost hit home because my brother is actually, or was actually in Hawaii. And the day that the day that uh, that that this um, alert came out, he had just boarded a plane at leaving Hawaii at uh, at I believe he said like seven or seven thirty in the morning. So he was gone. He was in flight leaving the islands when all this happened. So my mom was kind of freaked out a little bit, you know, just because my a my brother was there, but. B it was one of those things. Was like, man, my goodness! Like, can you can you imagine just getting that alert? Like, yo, ballistic missile headed our way. Seek any type of shelter. Seek shelter. Like, for me, I'm like, what what do, what do you mean seek shelter? I'm not, you know, do I try to get to a military base? I mean, I doubt them. <laughs> I doubt that my house is going to be the adequate shelter that I need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know, bro. What did you think about it? Yeah, man, I seen that. I was like. I seen like I seen more of the after effects of basically saying how it was a uh, they made a mistake and then how the yeah, how, yeah. You know, the Trump how the Trump government was what aren't prepared for stuff like that. So the whole aftermath like really like what would I do was I didn't think about it because I seen it like, I think it was it during the week, so I was either I think it was at work. Or I don't know where I was, but yeah. But I wasn't like tuned in yeah, to like C N N or anything. I was gonna ask you that, man. Like in that scenario, let's let's say it was real. Let's say it was something like that. You know, for everybody who listens, yeah, you guys know we live in Indiana. Well, but I was gonna ask you, Mike, man, what, what would you do if you if we get, we get oh, that man. alert here? We get that alert I, saying the ballistic missile is going to have you know have impact or en route. What do you do, man? Your last few <laughs> let's just say I, let's say twenty minutes. Gotta, well, damn, I feel like uh, what's the song on Macy's album? Four hours to live. Uh, Nah, yeah. man, at first I just want to make sure to say prayer, man, because, you know, obviously, you know, I want to make sure my family's safe, my immediate family, as well as my extended. So that would be, like, my first thought after praying, you know, like, all right, and then if the people who are closer to me are in a, a battle to be safe, kind of like a tornado or an earthquake or something like that, 
that's really all you can think about. Honestly, I can't I can't say I'm gonna go out there and like let me try to you know run around and go see what my mom is and all that type of stuff. Of course I'd be concerned, but you just don't know. Right. So, you know that. What about you? Yeah, so you don't you don't know when that moment of impact is. Like I mean I don't know. I I would hope that I'm in a scenario that my 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 kids and stuff are, are with me. Um, but then again, like you said, you never know. Um, I don't know. I I, def, I definitely would. The very first thing would be to pray, like you know, hey, it's it's about to go down. So you know, I would definitely uh, you know get get myself try to get myself as right as possible in prayer. But I don't know, man. Like. Maybe I try to grab me some Popeye's chicken and just go out with a bang or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That 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 would be that would be crazy. I think it would depend on where I am and who was around me. Um, but like you said, like if you get an alert that a ballistic missile is is coming, I mean, it could be there in 30 seconds. It could be there in 15 minutes. You don't know. So I mean, the the point of trying to you know, try to get to a loved one or something like that. If my kid's in school and I'm at work, I mean, that's that's a 30-minute drive. So, you know what I mean? I, nothing I can do except, you know, just yeah. just, just pray that, that my, my, my child is safe or, you know, whatnot and go from there. But uh, I don't know, man. I think I would try to go out the best way as possible. Like if I was at work, then I probably would just say some stuff to some people uh, that I've been wanting say to him for a while, I just can't, because, you know, being in leadership, you have to kind of, uh, you have to take your picture and, and always take the high road, so depending on where I am, if I'm, if I'm going to get away live and ill with folks, yeah, I'm going to probably let folks know truly how it is, man, I was, uh, and this is random, but it all ties together, I was uh, watching this uh, lady on, on Twitter, named Fresh Alina, she just always, like, posting random pictures, so she posted this thing of, on the real world, that man threw that chick uh, her bear into the water, and then he chased down her cab, and he gave her a life smack in the face. Man, I was rolling. If I was like, I said, if I knew that big missile was coming, <laughs> I'd be doing a whole bunch of random stuff to folks I don't like. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm peeing your coffee. You know what I'm saying? I'd be wild. So I'm like, well, hell, <laughs> I'm going to pee in your coffee. <laughs> yeah, so... No, yeah, man. I, I said if I if I if I was at the, if I was at the crib, I I definitely uh I, I definitely would try to engage in some adult activity. So let me let me go out euphoric. <laughs> you know uh, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, what are right. since you gonna do if you by yourself? You rough stuff up? <laughs> <laughs> nah, if I if I was if I if I was at, if I was at the crib by myself. If I was by myself, you know, when when that happened, like I said, I I I would probably try to find like a you know some some way to you know have peace, you know. That, like I said, definitely definitely would pray a little bit, but no, I don't know. Maybe maybe I try to watch like a you know the Bulls, first Bulls championship that I got on DVD or something, you know, something that's going to be like all right, you know, I'm going out in peace. All right, so let me ask you a question, and I and we can get to the to the show. If you had one, you had to pair, grab one of J's on your way out the house. Which one would you would you bring? Say say that say that again, if you had bro. To, if you had to bring one pair of J's, the mittens was coming. One pair of shoes with you, no boots or anything. This J's ways would you pick? Uh, I probably I probably would either. It it'd be a toss up between my Space Jams or the Concords. Uh, I probably just grab the Concords since it's classic. Rock with that. I probably would bring my my true blue threes because I figure if I make it out, I want a versatile shoot that's gonna match clothes. 
So uh, that's why I said I take the Concord. Either that or my uh, Cat Twelves. So yeah. Oh, the, right, black, the black cats would be nasty, though. The black cats yeah, would be man. nasty. So, yeah, man, so I uh, definitely, man, that was an inter- uh, inter- interesting thing, man. So, what's up, yeah, yeah man. Oh. And uh, so yeah, y'all, y'all let us know. What, y'all let us know. You know, hit us, hit us up on the Twitter and the Instagram, and let us know what what would kind of be one of the last things that you would do. How how you would try, you know if you could how you would go out. Yeah, man. Some other stuff that I probably would do, but I can't say on the podcast. Cause I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get myself indicted. So uh, this is one of those conversations that <laughs> you see Mike J out in public. You ask me, and, and and I and I may give you an answer. It depends on the day. But uh, <laughs> hey, man. So. Let's jump to the 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 orange orangutan and chief man. My man, he had a busy week this week, man. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. like every like when we start the show, I start kind of looking at stuff. We send stories back and forth to each other, like usually on Monday. So it's just like Monday, right? I'm just gonna go through a quick time. Of, this is his man's week. So executive time. So executive time. They, you know, the reports are saying that Trump starts his day at eleven o'clock. You know, you know, eleven o'clock, and he ends it at six, and he has three hours in the morning before he, you know, in the uh, the residential part of our White House before he starts his day on Twitter and watching cable news. Then, uh, this is on Monday, he went to the national championship game with Auburn and Alabama. Did you see my man? He didn't the words to the to the uh, Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, I saw him kind of fumbling through it. Man, it wasn't fun. He didn't. He didn't know. Okay, he was just moving his mouth. He even better off just doing that old church thing and his not his head holds his eyes. Yo, man, this dude is crazy. And then you know, and the and the big thing is, uh, the shithole countries. For those who don't know, this has been everywhere. Yeah. Trump made a comment talking about I think El Salvador, uh, countries in Africa and other places that for immigration from a lot of. Yeah, Haiti. Why do they want to? Why do places people from shithole countries want to come to the United States? And they said he suggested that we should get people from Norway to come over here. Now, for those who don't know, I'm probably going to venture out to say Norway is one of the whitest places on the planet. So, of all those places, he suggests you know just the hell with them to suggest Norway. So, what did you think when you heard that? The shithole countries. Uh, I mean, personally, I, I was. My very first reaction was just like, "Wow, this guy's at it again." You know what I mean? And uh, it was just one of those things. It was like I, I'm not surprised, um, but it was again. It was just one of those things. Like, okay, he's at it again. So how how are you know the masses? How are people going to try to spin this or cover up for him or whatnot when he's really showing his his own uh, or his true colors? Um, and then I, he about the Norway comment. So I would say that. The, I, I would give my opinion as the exact flip side. Why, why would people from Norway come here? Because if you go down the checklist, uh, Norway has universal health care. Norway has pay, five weeks of paid vacation. They have one year of, of parental leave for a child or something of that nature. They have uh, tuition for universities. They have a much, much, much higher uh, pay quality. Um, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they have free birth control. And they have a stricter gun control, and they have less crime than we do um, domestically in their country. 
So if you're going to make a statement like that, I mean, you kind of look at some of the things that are issues that we or we here as the United States, things that are that are causing mass uproar, things that are very close to people's heart. All those things I named are things that were talked about in the campaign trails. They're things that are talked about every single day, all day. And Norway kind of seems to have a pretty good grasp on those things. So I would say, you know, why would someone from Norway come here? Because we don't have any of that. My my opinion, and you guys can go and fact check that information too. Yeah, I've I've read some distant research on Norway as well. You know, a lot of a lot of European countries, a lot of countries in general. You know, people act like the United the United States is number one in arrogance but when it comes to like you know gross national product, crime, education, and like those benefits of you know like healthcare and this the way people are treated. The United States is not even in the top ten. So I think it's arrogance right. that everybody what... people want to come to the United States. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not saying by any means that you know I I don't like the United States or anything. I'm not saying that at all. I love my country. It's it's my country. It's where I was born. It's the country that that I represent. But at the same time, I'm also you know I have enough wherewithal to you know to know that we lack in a lot of areas. We lack in a lot of ethical areas. Yeah, we could be a you know we could have a, a decent economy or a world leader and you know, military might and so forth and so on. Like we ha- we have some good things, some things that are, you know, like Mike said, arrogant or over exaggerated or not necessarily important. But when the things that when are there are things that uh, affect us, the, the the population of the United States, like again, such as, you know, t- tuition, college tuition and, and health care and things of that nature. We don't do very well as a country. Now, again, I'm not I'm not shitting on our country, but I'm just saying that let's talk about things that actually matter to people. Let's talk about equality. Let's talk about those type of things and, and actually take action to better those things as opposed to all the all the racism that's being promoted in this country, all the, all the domestic terrorism, meaning individuals that are from, quote, unquote, from this country that are terrorists and shooting up schools and shooting up movie theaters and things of that nature. So let's do something about those things and stop worrying about, you know, other individuals of other ethnicities or religions or whatever. Clean up your own house. My grandmother used to always say that. Make sure your house is clean before you go and talk about somebody else's house. So that's kind of my comment. You know, I don't like I don't want to spend too much time on uh, 45 and all the racism. And we think I think we should have open discussions about it. But quite honestly, I'm, I'm tired of the shit. Pardon my French, but I'm, I'm tired of talking about racism all the time. I'm tired of this guy every single time doing something. It's, it, let's let's start talking about things that are positive and how we can resolve it. You know, let's talk about things how we can you know work with this this president and and you know either get him to change his mind or get him out of there or at least keep his mouth shut on certain topics. Like let, let's focus on some of the positive stuff. And that's just kind of my feeling about it because every single day there's someone black getting gunned down you know, by the police or this guy saying some racial stuff or whatever. It's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I just kind of want to move on from this dude. Yeah, man. I I would love to too, but it gives us so much information that we can't, I feel like it would just be uh you know, one of the goals when we started the show was to be able to give, you know, a multi views of two grown men, but this is a Absolutely. funny story. Too fun. This is a funny story, though. Did you hear about? According to the Wall Street Journal, said old Trump, his uh, lawyer paid a porn star Stormy <laughs> Daniels one hundred thirty-seven thirty thousand not to disclose their, uh, I guess their sexual relationship, man. So, uh, <laughs> can you imagine escapades. a night? 
Can you imagine there's some time with Trump? Oh, yeah, I'm coming there, and I'm going to wear you out. I'm going to lick you like another man's ever done before. I'm going to give you the best I'm gonna give you the best D ever. It's going to be awesome. It's great. So storm, she wanted it. Oh, she was so nasty. She peed on me. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoa. You know, he's, <laughs> hey, man, he's like, you think he would mention no kinky stuff like that? Like I said, man, $130,000. This wasn't this no wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, back shots or, you know, he he climbing his old nasty body on top of her and giving her a two-shot pump. This man probably was into some freaky stuff. <laughs> so, hey, he said, he 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 look, I'm I'm high-priced, man. You know, I, he came with the pills probably. He's ready to go. Oh, man, he probably had the pills. pills in, had the pills in the back brace. Pills, the, the pills, the deck rolls, uh, uh, harness, and the pump. Oh, <laughs> and for wow. Those don't know, and for those who don't know, man, uh, you know, when Derrick Rose went to a civil suit, is it two years ago? Is it two years ago? Yeah, two anyway, years ago. Anyway, so they said he was having this, and him and the young lady were having sex, and they said he, him and his buddies, they put harnesses on the young lady, so they were uh, having uh, doggy-style sex, and for those who don't know who doggy-style sex is, is, is when, you know, when, when, a, when a man or whomever is from the behind and the other person you know, they're in, is in front of them. So this whole harness is supposed to, you know, bring the person closer to them so more impact. <laughs> Promote that. Hey, not more hey, impact. Hey man, hey, that's, 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 that sounds that sounds like a forty. That sounds like a forty-five phrase. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hey. wanna press the nuclear button for maximum impact. <laughs> shout out, shout out to this cat that I know, man. I heard till we were talking about it, and when I was somewhere, we was talking about it, and he was like, "Oh, you ain't never heard of that?" And I was like, "Nah." He was like, "Yeah, man, I got one at the house. You tear that ass up with that, man." I was dying wow. laughing. Yeah, I know your boy Mike Jack be having some funny stories for people because I'm always like the youngest person in the room when it comes to stuff like that. Because this dude was just like, yeah, you get that on the back of the big girl. And he was going to town. So I was, because I had never heard of this thing. You know Literally and figuratively, huh? Yeah, hey, man. Going to town. All, all, the, all the time, man. So I'm sure 45, you know, gave it the best six minutes strokes of, of, of my life. Thank you. Now get out of Trump Tower. Yeah, man. So that was funny. Me and him, you know, allegedly paying 130000 because he didn't knock some porn star off. So uh, I'm curious. I mean, I'm curious to see what, what, what one went down. Not the sex. Just, just the lead up. Because after that interview he had with Billy Bush, you know he's like mad, socially awkward. And he's rich. And, you know, he don't probably have no game to him. So he probably just like, how much is it going to cost? <laughs> That's probably his first uh, thing. I'm going straight to the price. Yeah, man. Come on, man. You think Trump got some game? I mean, all his game is probably like, you know, I I own this building. I own this building. I own this building. Oh, he's a shithole. Oh, man. You know, blah, 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 shit. He traveled. (laughs) And sorry, I was watching the IU Northwestern game. But, uh, yeah, man. We we might have to say, we might have to uh, ask ask his uh, wife what kind of game he got or, or Stormy. Somebody, I need somebody. I need somebody to. I know she got paid off to keep quiet, but I know she just said something to somebody. Somebody's got to come out with something, you know. Yeah. Leak, like, leak a little something. And it's and it probably wouldn't have been like five minutes over time. That includes that includes the the whole bass and the, you know taking the clothes off, the whole bass wow. putting the clothes back on. So uh, and I'm calling her a hoe, but the whole bass is you know someone goes in the restroom and doesn't take a full shower, they just wipe their genitalia down. But uh. Anyway, Man, let's jump this, on. this episode. <laughs> this, this episode has just taken a turn. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's jump down to man. This uh, on we got a plane that's set on the tours this week, man. So I'm going to start off first, and we can kind of go back and forth. 
So uh, first one is in Ohio, in Mason, Ohio. For those who don't know, Mason, Ohio is uh, actually where Kings Island uh, Amusement Park is. So people who live in the Midwest, we've all, well, most of us have been to Kings Island a few times in our lives. You know, we were kids, go to Kings Island, have a good time. So this teacher uh, told a black student that it would be lynched. He would be lynched if he didn't get back to work. So and now the the funny thing is not funny, but you know they said that uh, I guess the school board said or the school system said the teachers make mistakes too. So uh, I'm gonna have to give the the teacher in Mason, Ohio. I forgot uh, this teacher's name. A big old sit on the Twizzler. You know, shout out to teachers because they they do a great job and they're not perfect. But damn, I mean lynched like that's the first thing that comes to yeah. your mind. I mean, this, yeah, that, I mean when I read that story, I said the same thing. I was like, wow, lynched. Like, you didn't say beat up. You you, you go Lynch. you go straight to lynched. <laughs> Man, no one's been lynched in the United States since I think like 1930, and I think the last lynching, known lynching, uh, uh was in uh Indiana, was in Marion, Indiana. So I'm assuming this teacher <laughs> wasn't at the uh, Marion lynching. So definitely gonna have to tell that person to sit on the Twizzler, man. So uh, both sides, you hop, pick on the next. Uh, yeah, that's, hop on the next. yeah, that's 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 real extra, man. Like I said, I, that when I like I said when I read that, I was like, wow, like they. That escalated real quick. Like you, you went straight to lynching. <laughs> For real. Yeah. But uh, one of the one, another son on Twizzler, one of both our freshmen sit on the Twizzler awards. They will go to an Ohio youth basketball team. Um, for a, for their uh, jerseys and presentation uh, in this league. So this youth basketball league, mind you, youth basketball team, uh, they were named the Wet Dream Team. That was the name of the team. Um, again, youth, and I believe that they were like in the in the thirteen, fourteen, fifteen range. This particular team, but the 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 youth league itself, it ranged all the way from five year olds to seventeen year olds. So again, you're in this gym, and the the, the logo or, or team name on the front of your shirt says the Wet Dream Team. But to go take it a step further, the individual players. Uh, had uh, racist names or racist nicknames on the backs of their jerseys. So one team member um, had Coon on the back of his jersey, which is often used as a racial slur toward black people. Um, and then another team member, just these are just a couple of examples, another team member had Negro, spelled K-N-E-E space G-R-O-W. Again, poking fun at, you know, racial slurs or, or racial epithets, things of that, you know, things like that. But uh, they, they found it, the, the, those individuals found it okay to be in this league with those types of things, and not only for those youth, but the adults, the teachers, the coaches, <coughs> the parents. They also thought this was a joke or a game or thought it was okay. Needless to say, uh, that team was kicked out of the league. Um, they were actually – uh, kicked out of that that league and banned from that tournament, but uh, apparently, from from what I read a little bit further, um, they've been banned from several youth leagues um, in that in that particular Ohio area. So, um, I will say that that those young men, those adolescents, um, you and your parents can go and sit on multiple packs of those Sam Clubs Sam's Club Twizzlers because I know it's a, it's a whole ton of y'all that need straightened out right now. So, um, yeah. Go sit on the Twizzler and have at it. Yeah, and to jump on that, Sam, the actual corporation of the Sam's Club, they can sit on the Twizzler too because they laid all those people. I think they laid a thousand people off, and it told them just don't come to work today. Uh, yeah, so uh, just, just to jump on that, since you brought up Sam's Club, actual Sam's Club can sit on the <laughs> Twizzler as well. 
But I uh, yeah, so they, they I think they closed they closed two stores here in Indy. And yeah, three hundred total three hundred total three hundred people um, are jobless now here in Indy. Yeah. So uh, let me jump to uh, for Pilot. For those who don't know, Pilot is a gas, a fuel company, and they're already going through. They're sitting on the Twizzler moment for overcharging people. Allegedly, they like a ninety-two million dollar lawsuit, and it's gonna have people probably going to jail. But they had the ex-president of Pilot. He was in there. Uh, did you hear the song? The this country song. Uh, they I didn't were playing? hear the song. I, I read. I read about it, but I didn't hear it. I can't I find. It. I listened to it the other day, and it was you know excuse. I know if people have people. If you have children in the car, you know, you know, pause and come back to it, or just come to them close the ears. So the song is like a country guy singing how his woman left him for a big black nigger over and over again, and she left him for a big black big dick nigger. So I that sounds problematic in so many ways. Number one, what do you why do you care about that man genitalia? And number two, they're playing this at a corporate event. And you know, and, and pilots like think with the fifteenth biggest uh, private corporation in yeah. the country. Yeah. And for those who yeah. don't know, the owner of Pilot is the Cleveland Browns owner, Jimmy Jimmy Haslam. And then the Jimmy Haslam brother is the governor of Tennessee. So like this, you know, this racism and you know all these type of things—it's deeper than this calling somebody a nigger or a coon or anything like that. I mean, this is people who make who have major a lot of money, major influence, major power, who can make life, major decisions who are doing things, doing things like this. So, so for pilot, y'all can sit back and light up that Twizzler and just wrap it around and stick it around up your, your, your asshole, let it burn, and it's basically you know blow your ass to pieces. Just the fact that you would play something so vile. And this racist at a corporate event. This wasn't even at your house. This is at work. So they can go ahead and sit on this yeah. on that economy size black twizzle since they were so since they were so obsessed about the black man genitalia in the song. Go ahead and sit on that on that big black twizzle and put it in your mouth. So Bowtie, you can go ahead and finish this up with the last one. <laughs> so uh, the, the last sit on the twizzle award that that I, uh, Bowtie wants to give out. Uh, goes to uh, the Louisiana School Board and their police slash security. So Louisiana School Board, um, they were having a meeting or a hearing about some different things, um, and uh, one of those things were wages. And basically, uh, they were going to be giving wages to individuals that were not teachers. One of the teachers, you know, made a comment or say just literally say to her opinion like this is bull or something to that effect. But what transpired next is what gives them the sit on a Twizzler award. So the school board um, had her removed from the facility for giving her opinion. But not only did they have her removed, this woman, this teacher, was manhandled, like literally manhandled by the police to get her out of the facility. Now, the the woman was – I mean, she wasn't putting up much of a struggle because she couldn't against these grown you know, adult male cops that were – Physically, you know, already imposing to her, but the manner in which she was arrested, restrained, and pretty much drug out of the building was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they, 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 it could have been done in a in a, another way, in another fashion, um, but but like I said, the, the the way in which it was handled, how she was manhandled, and you know, again arrested, and literally, when I say drug, like literally drug out, not okay. So. Louisiana School Board, not only do y'all get to sit on the Twizzler Award uh, for how this woman, this individual was treated, but y'all get, on the, y'all get to sit on the Twizzler Award for once again destroying and, and, and not respecting our uh, educators, our teachers on the front lines by not giving them the raises that they deserve for the things that they are doing for our youth. 
Um, so they can go sit on the Twizzler for, for both of those, that double Twizzler, double lender. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. So Definitely, man. We have a lot of, and that's not it. And there's other people who deserve to get on the Twizzler. I think it was a white guy in Arkansas who uh, shot himself, but he lied to the police and said he was shot by a black man. This is because he was scared that he shot himself. He doesn't go to jail. So he made a large lie to say he was shot by a black person. Even his mother knew it wasn't true. So, yeah. So we could we could have went on and on with uh some people talking about sitting on the tour today. We could talk about H and M. So definitely, man. So uh, all those racist people, you can sit on the Twitter and continue. Oh, H and M, those bastards. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, man. So let's let's jump off of this, man, because you know it's we've been talking about this negative stuff. Let's get to some sports, man. So let me ask you a question: Do you think Georgia fans are cursed? And I'm not talking about just the Georgia, University of Georgia. I'm talking about you know as far as the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Thrashers. Do you think they're cursed? And this is why. And before you answer, this is why I want to know. Now you have multiple losses by the Braves in the World Series. Falcons lost the Super Bowl up twenty-eight to three. Falcons lost to the Eagles in the playoffs with Nick Foles as the starter. And then Georgia lost Nick the national Foles. championship game after being up 10. That was, I think they was up either 10 or 13 to 0. And Alabama brought their second string freshman in and they won the game. So do you think that they are cursed? Uh, I don't, I, I won't say that they're cursed. Um, I can't say that they're cursed. I don't know. I don't feel that way. I, I do feel like, uh, they, uh, <laughs> In the if give a little locker room talk like forty five, they blow their load early. <laughs> I just don't. I I I, I think that they, uh, in my opinion, like they they have solid teams and they play off of a lot of you know hype, a lot of emotion, um, and then when, when they don't really it does when it comes down to it, there's poor execution. They don't know how to close out games, that sort of thing. So I can't say that they're cursed because I think that the the teams that they had especially that Falcons team last year, if they had to just kept their foot on the pedal instead of trying to, you know, coast to an easy Super Bowl win, nothing comes easy against New England. They, they just exit the nose and just execute and, and make sure you beat that team instead of hoping that the clock runs out. I feel kind of the same way about uh, the Bulldogs against Alabama. You know, Alabama made some obviously made some great coaching adjustments. And Georgia just did not do that. And again, you can't just coast to a win and hope the time runs out while you got the lead. So I, I can't say that they're cursed. I just I, I just think that they've got you know some questionable uh, leadership and coaching in, in many facets. I'm not even going to speak about the Hawks. Uh, I, I have really not too much to say about them. They have not had any relevance of any kind uh, since Dominique Wilkins and Grant Long <laughs> laced them up for them. So hey. All right, man. You think right, so, you think they're do you think they're cursed? Man, I seen something funny on Twitter, man. They said that Atlanta wasn't nothing but as a sports city was only difference between Atlanta and Cleveland was that uh they Atlanta got a Waffle House. Man, I was on the damn floor <laughs> laughing. But then you know, then again I'm thinking like Atlanta got some of the most beautiful women in the world. So if I was an Atlanta fan, would I take having beautiful women or win the championships? And I'm gonna pick probably having beautiful eye candy. So uh, let's push <laughs> on, man. Hey, man. So let me ask you a question. You know, so Kevin Durant he scored his twenty thousand point this week. Where do you think he's going to end up on the all-time scoring list? Top ten, top five, top three, or he'll? Uh, you think he might break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record? 
He's twenty. I think he's twenty nine now. Man, as far as age, I don't know. I I don't know. I think it honestly depends because um, again, he's he's playing with a really great team right now that you know that has Steph Curry, that has uh, Clay Thompson, that you know has Draymond Green. Other you know outside of Draymond, who doesn't score a ton, but. You know, Steph is a, is a scorer. He can put up points, so he may not have that need to put up as many points all the time. Um, but considering the, the, his talent, I, I feel that he could probably crack the top ten. If anything, um, I think that he would crack the top ten. That that would be that would be my uh, prediction, I guess. I definitely think he's gonna get top ten. I'm thinking really. Let me. And I'm 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 not sure how much the, what's the uh what's the record uh but I definitely think he'll get I'm thinking he'll probably push top five because most of them other guys weren't you know you know you got some guys who were on the list that didn't have a three point shot so he's gonna pass yeah. that even a guy like Larry Bird didn't shoot a lot he could shoot but he didn't shoot a uh a lot of threes so I, I'm thinking he's gonna go top five you know granted he stays in you know relatively injury free because you know he could be you know, have a uh, you know, you know he could sit back and you know have to tear something or break something, and he will never uh and never come back again. But yeah. I'm thinking if he stays, yeah, I was gonna say bar, barring injury, yeah, yeah. Because let me see, he's at twenty thousand, so that puts him. He's not in the top twenty-five, so the top ten starts at Elvin Hayes at twenty-seven thousand points. So I definitely mm-hmm. think he can yeah. get there. And depending on, you know, he has the type of game, him being so tall and everything that, hell, he could play it. He's like a Dirk Nowinski's at six. He is, he's at 30,000 points. So I, I, yeah. think he could get, I think he could get get up there, you know, as long as he stays, you know, relatively injury-free. So, yeah. So I'll say, I, that, I I'll say that, that, that top say that top three with, with, with Kareem, Carl, and Kobe, that's, 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 that's tough company. And in that top five, you got Jordan and Wilt. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I, like I said, I definitely, I think I can see him top ten. I think pushing the top five will will depend because what LeBron is like number seven or something like that. So you know he's still going to be putting up points, and Dirk is still playing in the league. I don't know how much more time he has, but he's still going to be putting up points. So uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I definitely go top ten for sure. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. So, you know, the only reason I say out the top five, he's a better three-point shooter because Kareem didn't shoot threes, Wilt didn't shoot threes, right. Carl Malone didn't shoot threes, I'm sorry, and Jordan and, and uh, Kobe, they weren't great three-point shooters because, you know, KD's also had a 50-40-90 season, which is 50 from the floor, 40 from three, 90 from the line, and neither Kobe or yeah. Jordan ever did that. So that's why I say right. the fact of him being able to, to shoot threes. Oh man, so uh, that was gonna be interesting to see, man. So we uh, sit back and let's keep let's keep it pushing, man. Man, hey, how man. you feel about your boy Rodney Hood, man? Hey, man, Rodney Hood smacked the hell out the damn phone, man. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I've man, been he still there. Got all man. his aggression, man. <laughs> I've, been, I've been there. I think we've all been there at work, especially being you know both time we're both black men who are in leadership positions that are representative organizations and institutions. You get to that point, you just want to go off, man. You've had you. You up to you, you know, you, whatever it is, man. You just you pissed off. And you just want to just you want to throw and snap something. So you got a thirty-five thousand dollar fine, man. So uh, yeah, that was that's pretty damn interesting for Rodney, man. But uh, but you know, I, I just it thought was it funny, was funny man. as hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like when he walked past, my man tried to get the quick pick. He <laughs> slapped the hell out of that phone, man. He, he slapped the phone. He slapped dude's wrist. Like he everything that was <laughs> attached, he slapped the hell out of. It. 
Let me ask you a question though. He smacked your phone out your hand. What you supposed to do? What if you got your What if you got your wife and kids there? What's your daddy? What's your son gonna be like? Damn, daddy, my daddy's a hoe. He let that man smack the phone out of his hand. <laughs> uh, I I don't I don't know if it would be taken that far. I mean, at that point in time, like by the time he slapped the phone out of dude's hand, and then he was already like four steps past dude. The dude was sitting down. Number man. two. There was already like three security guards right there, so it's not like you can get up and run up on him. You better, so, you I better, mean, say, like, what, you better say something. Like, you don't, you don't want I, was, I, I was about, I was about to say the most you can do is you know say something to him or yell something at him. That's that's the most you can do because like I said, he was already four or five steps past dude. As as well as like I said, there was at least three security guards right there. You know, so uh, like, you gonna you, you gonna run up on him? No, nah, I ain't even saying <laughs> say something. All right. Feel like this, you you gonna tell your son? How old your oldest son? He's like nine, right? Yeah, he's eight. He's eight, right? He's eight. So you give him up to him, say so he's eight. So let's give him another eight more years, and you at the game, Riding Hood, smack the phone from your hand, and he get he's sixteen, he's feeling himself. He might have a little car license. He might have went on and been with a young lady or whatever, and blew his little first little while. So he's feeling himself. He's got his shirt off in the house. You tell him to go. You tell him to go sit back and go <laughs> cut the grass and everything. He's telling you, "No, I'm drinking. A, I got my name this on the orange." Take, this is taking a whole. <laughs> this is taking a turn. <laughs> like, hey man. So he might. That might be like, "No, daddy, I ain't got to do that." Because Rodney Hood smacked the phone out your hand. So then there you are, ready to go, man of man, man on mano. As Ric Flair say, "You meet a man, got to beat the man with your son." All because you didn't say nothing no. to Rodney Hood. <laughs> No, I, I, my 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 son would uh, certainly be more uh, enlightened and educated to the fact that I'm not going to just try to run up on someone just because they slapped the phone out of my hand. Number one, number two, my son will be raised with enough respect to respect me as his father, not you know any of this other random madness that goes on. And if he if he does not, he will also be raised to know that there will be repercussions from that. So I don't. I don't foresee, I can never say never, but I don't foresee something uh, that um, adolescence being too much of an issue. All right, man. Because if it was Bobby Portis, you, you know, what you going to see Bobby Portis says does something? <laughs> Bobby Portis. If Bobby Portis swings on me or Bobby Portis knocks my phone out of my hand. I mean, Wait, there's a difference between someone physically assaulting you. Of course, you're going to defend yourself if you're physically assaulted, but man, somebody slaps my phone be, out of my hand. Be, you got you four security guards. Hey man, you see how he knocked out Mitch? What... <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey man, he 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 knocked the hell out of Mitch. He he like broke, saying, gave man. him a concussion and broke broke some some bone in his face too. Hey man, you just uh, we have to get on one of Two our piece Bobby. Uh, we have to get on one of our another one of our partners, man. He got a he has maybe he'll tell the story. He got a funny story. One of his uh, a relative getting into it with a for, a former NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So I'm just messing with you. But yeah, that's crazy. Smack the phone up. No, that's man. all good, right? But uh, yeah, yeah. It is. It's, it's one of them. It's one of them things where it's like, I mean, from from a social aspect, you look at it, like you said, you got your kids, your family with you. They could view you in some a certain light. But honestly, all the stuff happens so fast. It's, it's one of them things like, do you even have time to respond outside of you know saying something or making a comment? I mean, do you do you do you go like the cameraman that Dennis Rodman kicked and just like sprawl <laughs> out? Like if he slaps the phone out of my hand, am, am I going to hold my wrist and say, oh, man, I got a contusion and all this type of stuff on my hand and wrist and 
pursuing for my phone and and you know what I mean like like to yeah, what level do you take this? Type I of just want to know like well man what makes you think I'm the type of dude you're gonna be able to smack the phone out of my hand? That's what pissed me <laughs> off more than anything. Like you think I'm just that type of guy that you feel like I'm the mark? Like you just feel like yo out of all these eighteen thousand people they can be calling me anything. I'm gonna smack the phone out of your hand. <laughs> So I think it was just like a I think it was just like a ease like a proximity type thing like literally like the dude the dude had the phone like right at his hand like arm's length and it was I think it was just one of those uh circumstantial type things I don't I don't know if he, I don't think he targeted dude or whatnot I don't know no, maybe don't he did maybe he saw him was like as as he was walking he was like yeah I'm about to get this. <laughs> oh man, that was funny seeing them <laughs> seeing them like that in a minute, man. But uh, Rodney was right out there wilding, man. But uh, hey, what's up with Stephen A. Smith? And Stephen A. went in on, on the Wizards. Uh, <laughs> hey man, he went in on the Wiz. Like he had like something personal. Like everybody who knows Bowtie knows that I'm not the biggest Bradley Beal fan. But my goodness, I, I don't think I've ever taken it to the level that Stephen A. did. Well, he was breaking complete. He, Tirade. Well, he was in the down with you know, talking about his his fourth quarter scoring. So, but uh, you know they do this. This to talk about the Wizards real quick. Hey, I mean, I think yes, they're like eight or nine games above five hundred against winning teams, and then hey, I think they're yeah. like one game above five hundred or one or two games. Like, yeah, yeah, teams that are, uh, that that have a a below five hundred record, and uh, in this quarter has been together for a few years now. Usually young teams play like that because, you know, naturally you get up for bigger for the teams that, you know, you feel like you get, everybody gets up for the Warriors and for the Cavs right. and those type of things. But you you have to be able to beat those scrub teams. That's your position to be able to court in the playoffs. So, you know, I think oh, yeah. this is pretty interesting that they still struggle with that. And I've never been a big Scott Brooks fan. As far as, uh, Scott Brooks. Yeah, I just feel like he's just one of those coaches like, all right, throw it out. I mean, he's better than Randy Whitman, but I don't feel like he's gonna get you to the promised land. But uh, yeah, nah, I agree with. I would agree with that. Well, man, you mentioned the Cavs, man. What, what do you think is going on with them? Uh, man, I don't See, know. LeBron, man. LeBron went off on the sideline. Yeah, uh, like that. And then I watched the Pacer game on uh, was that for the Friday? Yeah, Friday. And then, you know, LeBron was out there. Man, they were the Cavs were up. Back and I LeBron was just pissed off because Lance Stevenson is always trying to like poke LeBron, poke, 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 poke. And usually LeBron, he never responds. This time he responded, he got a second cloud, and the Pacers end up winning the game. So I don't know, I don't think they fit the maze. They don't play any defense. I was why they play no defense. It sounds like that was one of the things that LeBron was kind of ranting about. Like in the game, where you can hear it mic'd up a little bit, but then like the po- couple post game interviews, that's all he talked about was defense and defensive intensity and that sort of thing. I think I think that might be one of the sources of um, I guess you could say contention amongst the team right now. Also combined with the fact that Tyron Lue doesn't seem to really care about it either. So maybe maybe LeBron is in his feelings like you know, hey. It ain't gonna be just you know we can't just have scoring. We gotta stop these things. So yeah, they don't really have any def- like really good wing defenders. Uh, I mean, there's sure. not like that. I mean, and even a guy like Tristan Thompson. I mean, I hate to say it, he has that Kardashian curse on him. He's really get all crash the boards. He bring the energy every game. He gives you. I think yeah. he's averaging like five points a game and four rebounds. So I I don't know, man. Them dudes give them Kardashians yeah. and lose it, but it's he probably. 
but think, uh, yeah, say, say, I, I would say Jay. To me, even Jay Crowder has lost a little. <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit of his uh, defensive intensity, though. I mean, because Jay, Jay Crowder was a stopper on the Celtics. I mean, he yeah. was he was defending threes and fours out there, and he was pretty solid. And it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like he you know really does much either. And um, I haven't even I, I don't even know if he's on the team, but I haven't even seen Shump play. Is he still play for them? Uh, yeah, I, I think he still he just doesn't. I think he's hurt. But yeah, he does. He oh, can't okay. shoot, so he doesn't uh get down there. Okay, and that's another defensive defensive guy. Yeah, and breaking news, I'm watching the, the IU Northwestern games. Dude's got a turd dropped on IU. Dude from IU got a turd dropped up on him baseline. Uh oh. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's also people we talk on. We just kind of in this episode, but you know, you see somebody get dunked on. You know, shout out, shout out to the, um, drop the turd on hashtag Romanish podcast. It's a movement. So uh, we asked, we got oh, yeah. like I said, man. So it's you know, we always see somebody getting dunked. On. We're all on it out, man. But one more thing before we get to chop it, before we get to uh, to chop it up, man, and uh, and that's uh, you know, Mr. Forster, you know, the coach from the Dolphins who was throwing the cocaine. He's trying to do the redemption trail, talking about that he's trying to get help and everything. Do you think that Chris Forster is another coaching job in the NFL? Nah, I'm gonna say that's a no go. You need to go ahead and just. Just go ahead and chop up your losses. No pun intended. Just go ahead and cut it and call it a day, man. I mean, you're talking about snorting cocaine off of a back page escorts private parts, but you want another chance? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I, <laughs> I bet don't you know. We got you on. We got you on. We got you on camera too. We're like, I bet nah, you, bro. I, I bet I, you eventually he'll get one. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, he probably will end up getting one. And even at that, even with that being said, like one of them things, like you know, this this guy will potentially more than likely end up getting another opportunity. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick never got a workout this year. So again, I know that uh, personally, I'm I'm tired of talking about the whole race thing and all that type of stuff. But again, once again, it'll it'll play a part in something like this. All right, man. Well, let's transition out of that to something funny. Well, something fun to bring us back to kids. 25 years ago, man, NBA Jam dropped. Man, what was your, hey, he's on fire. <laughs> who, was your, who, was, who, was your, who was your team on NBA Jam? Hey, man, you know who I rolled with on damn NBA Jam? Chicago Bulls. Had B.J. Armstrong out there. They, they, had BJ, they had B.J. Armstrong, Pippen, and Horace Grant. Yeah, Those were the, those were the three selections. That, those are the three people you could choose from. And then – my, my my second team was was the uh, the Supersonics. You could have Devin yeah. Gary Payton, and Sean Kemp. That was a nice little uh, a nice little trifecta too. So, but they man, I, that game changed a lot, man. Who was your squad? Uh, the Pacers, because Reggie was kind of conscious, dog. Reggie wouldn't miss. It was Reggie. Yeah. Uh, I think was it Reggie and, and was it uh, Antonio? Pooh, yeah, Pooh Richardson, I think, and and I think it was Derek McKee. I'm thinking I I might be wrong, but yeah, cool. man, that was a game game changer. Man, my pops and I we used to play that mug, man. And you know, first you play in the arcade, then I ended up getting it on the uh, on the on the Genesis. On the Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, I had man. it on the Super Nintendo, boy. I had the Genesis, but yeah, man, that game was a definite game changer. So it would be interesting if they made one now because things like bank gaming is so serious now. Gaming was actually fun then, but it's like super serious yeah. now. So. It would be kind of weird to play it in 2018, but yeah, that was a game changer. 
So like I said, both I was gonna say, man, I've got I, I've got it for the uh, when they when they re-released it for the uh, for the Xbox One. I went ahead and scooped it up. Me and my eight year old son, we play it every now and then. It's this. It still goes. It's not like the. I mean, it's, it's just like the original, just with you know up to date players and stuff. But uh, it's it's still a, a good fun play, man. It's it's a good fun uh, fun game to play. Like now you can. They've got like a like a big head modification, so you can like the players that have bigger heads and. They've got you can play with like an ABA ball or the USA basketball or the Globe Charter ball or something like that. So it's got different little fun little tweaks and stuff in there. But hey, man, but funny story about NBA Jam, and it come and it's it's a recent story, not even when it first came out. So again, I'm playing with my eight year old son. So for those who don't know, NBA Jam, they got like a little push feature where you can push a player down and steal the ball. <laughs> so me and my my son and I are playing. And you know, I, I get I give him a little push in the corner. And I steal the ball. <laughs> My eight year old son's like, "Daddy, how you gonna slap me up in the corner and steal the ball?" <laughs> <laughs> Number one, for my eight year old to say he got slapped up, <laughs> that was hilarious in itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, I, I, I said it's part of the game, but he was like, "I didn't even I didn't even know it, Daddy." So he's like asking me how to do it. So I'm showing him, you know, what buttons you need to press. But the fact that he said he got slapped up in the corner <laughs> was was pretty yeah. damn funny. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Hey, man. So speaking that was, of that was a game where all that, where all those key, you know, those key phrases, you know, the he's on fire and the, the, the boom shaka laka <laughs> from <Hey>. downtown. <laughs> so speaking of the nineties, about ninety sitcoms, man. So uh, I know we don't have a lot of time. Go ahead and uh, give me your give, give me your give me your underrated nineties sitcom. I know a lot of people they have the go to. Give me your underrated nineties sitcom. Ah oh, man, so my underrated ninety sitcoms, uh, just in general, or or you know, just like in like in the in the black community where people would be like, oh, you no, should watch your, it. no, no, yours. Uh, my my, I guess I would have two, and I don't even know if it would classify. Maybe it was early nineties. Um, do you remember the the sitcom A Man? Oh yeah, that was. Well, to the 80s, and then I mean, that was more like the 80s type of thing. Crossed, that was crossed over to the 90s. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. that 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 was one for me. So if that, if we're not gonna count that one in the 90s, I would say that my other um, my my other uh, underrated one will probably be Living Single. That was man, you know that's on Hulu. Underrated you know on Hulu now? I, yeah, yeah, I, I saw it was on Hulu. But I think I, I think that, that that's a, a series that could have lasted a lot longer if they had had uh, a little bit more creative writing because some of the things did kind of get to be redundant or there were be kind of like as you went on some of the some of the episodes got slow. But I I really do think that they had good characters, great characters on that show. They had great actors on that show, and I just think that they needed to develop it a little bit more and, and find a you know how how a series t- kind of takes a turn. Each character takes a turn and goes into another direction. They could have done that. That series could have kept going, man. So uh, I definitely that that's my my underrated '90s uh, sitcom. For me, I, it's a type one is rock because I love rock. And the other ah, one, Charles S. Dutton. Yeah, that was a good yeah. one. And the other one was New York Undercover. And New York Undercover was one of my, and that's one of those, you can never find a show anywhere. You can't even find it on YouTube because of the music licensing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, I am kind of feel like the same way. New York Undercover kind of got a raw deal because they killed everybody off, and then they brought in, like, a brand new, like, a brand new, Ass. like, cops. And then I just stopped. I mean, yeah. I watched it, but it was like, it just wasn't good. But, 
Yeah, man, but it's also a bigger point. A lot of black shows aren't given that opportunity to really get fleshed out. Think how many black shows get canceled after one season. So very rarely yeah. you get to get those, you know, season like, you know, but I agree. Living single, because they, I don't know what happened with Living I don't know if it was just people didn't want to do it anymore, ratings, but even like that last season, you know, they could have, I would have liked to see, you know, them show Regine and her married life. And you know, right. and then the other, and then you know, as far as Overton and uh, Sinclair and then Kyle and you know, and, and Max, you know, it'd have been a lot of different. You know, it could, it still would have been, I guess, I guess would have been living single though, because everybody was really like they weren't single anymore. So I guess you right. think about it now. But yeah, I did, I did enjoy living single, so I have been watching it on Hulu. So uh, yeah, yeah, man. Well, so uh, we we talked about some underrated. What was one of those shows that you could have just done without? One of those '90s shows you could have just done without. Uh, I don't know, cause I didn't really have. We didn't. It's not like we had internet, so we didn't have like too many options. It wasn't sports on. <laughs> really, all you know. I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Man, give me an example, and I'll and I'll tell you one. Okay, so for me, and I'm sure I'm going to catch all kinds of crap from it for for saying this for particular show. Um, I'm 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 going to catch crap for it. I know, um, but a show that I could have done without is Moesha. I never was a big fan of Moesha. I never really got into it. It was just kind of, eh, it's all right. That, that 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 was just for me. Again, like I'm not I'm not trying to crap on any of those actors or anything like that. It was just one of those shows that for me I was just like, yeah, I could have done without this. You know, it's it's just okay. You know what I mean? I I don't know, but I know I know yeah. a lot of people love Moesha, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to catch all kind of heat for this. So it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, Moesha wasn't bad. There were some shows that I just didn't. There are some shows that I just didn't like, like, uh, you know, some of those shows that are on the UPN, like The Secret Life of Desmond Farmer or whatever it was, and, and Homeboys in Outer Space and all that type of stuff. But most stuff, if I didn't like, <laughs> if I didn't like it, I just didn't watch it at all. I didn't, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I mean, not that I, it's just some things, and of course some of our other shows that didn't have any melanin, I just never watched. Like, I'll put, like, his friends, horrible show to me. I, Friends to me was a bite off of a, a white. A, a, Friends was a non-soul version of Living Single to me. So hmm. you know, the thing, I, thing of Friends, it, I mean, I, I wasn't a I wasn't a big Friends fan, but I didn't have a problem with Friends. I mean, it was, it okay. was it's the it's, they stole the premise of Living Single. Think about it. You got the same. You got people, men, men living with men, women living with women. Profession. I mean, it was the same premise. They just they took a white version. They made twenty million dollars a season. So I thought Friends yeah. was corny. There's just nothing that I could I could like I could never not watch I could watch Friends is never uh, I would never have to watch it. But uh yeah, so we, you know, so all right, man. So uh all right, man. So what is your favorite your favorite I know if you talk about Amen, I've been knowing long enough, you, your favorite probably already. If I'm you know say, am I right? Say that again. We do want to talk about our favorite characters personas. If we talked about Amen, I, I bet your favorite character would be Raleigh, right? Oh heck yeah, Raleigh, no doubt. Yeah. Raleigh, Raleigh, yeah. Raleigh was a Raleigh was a dude, man. Yeah. Now oh, if yeah. I was talking, about, I'll say another. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I, we were just talking about favorite characters. I was gonna say uh, yeah. a, a, another. Another one of my favorite characters, um, <clears throat> excuse me, from a '90s show. Uh, it, it was a it was a character that uh, again I, I 
I made. You could say it was underrated. I don't know. But I like the show Cheers. Um, and, again, I think that it started out in the, the, the early 80s or late 80s or something like that. It kind of tapered into the 90s. Um, but, but Cheers and the show Coach, um, I like both of those. So for, for, for those characters, though, uh, I definitely was a fan of Cliff Clavin. I just think that character was just so, like, he was one of those early quirky type characters, how, you know, being very quirky and that type of stuff is the thing now. I think he was, like, one of the original people with, with that type of character. Um, and then the, the TV show Coach, um, uh, the gentleman who just who just passed away. Dang, I just I, I literally just, yeah, I was, just like lost his name. Yeah, yeah, I know something. Was, yeah. was he like, was he like, um, wasn't he like a Van Dyke? Yeah, he was a Van Dyke, but I, I can't I can't think of his name his name on the show either. Um, but he was one of my favorite characters. Um, <coughs> um, also, just be just because like I think he had a complete character. Like he was very goofy, very like to me he kind of stole the show. Like it was one of those like I, I know that the show wasn't about him, um, but. I felt like he stole the show. Uh, it was he was he was funny. He kind of had like those those um, those moments where it was like uh, like heartfelt, heartwarming type person. Uh, Jerry Van Dyke, that was his yeah. name. <laughs> um, but he he had so he had so many uh, uh, so so much depth in his different in his in that role. So that was another underrated role, but a favorite role of mine. Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach was a cool little show, man. I uh, I used to I used to watch it, but yeah, definitely rest in peace to Jerry Van Dyke, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I, I don't I don't know, man. Of course, I mean, I, I guess for me, I always loved Martin. Uh, at least the first the first three seasons were my yeah. favorite. Uh, you know, so yeah. there's, there's so many like characters that I could go that I can go on and on about, man. But I don't, you know, I know we we're pushing up against the time, and I still know we still want to kind of run and talk about uh. You got boy. Go ahead. Oh no! You were we were talking about you were naming shows. I was like another another show of mine was a uh, Wonder Years. That was yeah. another show. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, stuff, that, was, that was a cool, cool little show, man. So, man, let me ask you something, man. Let's let's transition. Oprah twenty twenty. What do you think? I got. I have personally. I have mixed feelings about Oprah twenty twenty. Um, I will. I, I will say. I would like to see it. I would like to see it, and I would support it. You know what I mean? Uh, preliminarily, I'll say I'll preliminarily support it because, um, again, I'm not a blind voter, um, so and I'm not a party voter. So if she was to go, I would I would be very 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 much so uh, inclined to support her. But I would still like to know uh, what are some of the things that she's talking about. What are some of the things that she wants to do and plans to do for me as a U.S. citizen? Um, I can't just vote blindly for someone, but I would love to see that happen. I would love to see her put out some good material and have a good platform. Um, the the part of me that kind of uh, has a little bit of reservation is that I, I'm not necessarily a, a big fan of kind of what Trump has turned the president the presidency into. It's just a it's just a popularity celebrity type thing. And you've got, you know, several different celebrities and athletes that have been in political office, you know, Jesse the Body Ventura and, and Kevin Johnson, he's played for the Phoenix Suns, and, of course, Donald Trump. I mean, you've got individuals who, who were celebrities, and, and they turned those offices um, and, and those positions kind of into that, and they utilize their celebrity um, when it's a very important in its position, uh, especially the presidency. 
So I would just not like – I wouldn't want to see Oprah use her celebrity, which obviously she would, but I would like to, again, just see what she would talk about, what are some of the things that she would try to get done, what are some of the things that she would try to um, improve as opposed to just saying she's Oprah or, oh, she's a black woman or, oh, she's a woman or whatever. Like, I, what what else would there be um, outside of just her being Oprah? But that being said, I mean, I think Oprah's, you know, amazing. She's phenomenal. Um, in many in many assets or, or uh, aspects uh, of life, um, so I would want to support her very much, um, and, and I would hope that a lot of the things that she would um, be about and try to get done that I would be able to get behind too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we can't look under just like you said the presidency under Trump because that's such a misnomer. I mean, that was so much. You know, I hate to say it, but let's be honest white hate for Obama being in there for eight years and, you know, somebody new. But I don't think that you can have someone who has no history in politics at all go back to be the president. Right. And this is not, a, you know, I'm anti-Oprah, but I just, I just, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't right. know. So, and even her speech at the Golden Globes, you know, I didn't watch the Golden Globes. It's not my thing. But, you know, she, she gives a speech. And she, Oprah was a great actress. She's a great reporter. But I'm not sure that you know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying she couldn't do it. I think she's smart enough to know what she doesn't know, and to get good people around. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would get that group like Trump is. Basically, Trump says, "Hey, if you like me, I like you." But uh, you know, I right. definitely you can work for me. But I don't know. If I if I'm going to go to a black woman, I'd like to be Kamala Harris, the senator out of California, somebody who has experience definitely. actually, you know, in government and pushing policy yeah. and those type of things. So I think Oprah could use her platform to help others more so than uh than than running for president. But you know, I would you see know herself I would be being a focal point. Yeah, I, I would I could see herself being great at it because I think, you know, she's she's came she's came from the you know, from the bottom to the top. Grew up poor. Yeah. You know, I think she was like sexually abused. Went you know, went to college, got that you know, step by step by step. I and mean, she's a fantastic businesswoman. So you know, it's be interesting, but what do, I don't think I don't do you, think she's uh, gonna do it. I was like, I, I, I overall, I don't think that she's going to do it. Um, but I was going to ask you, what do you think? Um, what type of what type of vote do you think that she would get? Do you think that she would command? Of course, there's going to be those that are just like, oh, she's going to automatically get the black vote. Okay, so let's play into that stereotype and say she does. Do you think that? she will have enough of other minority votes? Do you think that she would have enough women vote, black, white, Hispanic, whatever? Do you think that she would get a a good number of mixed votes? What's your take on that? I don't know, because I think it was a large amount of women, specifically white, educated women, who voted for Trump the last time. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. That's why I I asked the question. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of of people who say, I'd never vote for that guy. I'd never vote for that guy. But in in their hearts, they, they believe what he says. So I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I I mean it would be great. I mean Oprah has name recognition beyond any other candidate that could that could come on either party because she's Oprah. Oprah been winning for what thirty years, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for about what was about at least thirty years. So I, yeah. I, I don't I don't know, man. It, it come people they say that they're open to certain things, but I guess in my work experiences now, and I work, you know, I'm the only minority person. Yeah, you hear the you hear the little back chatter and all those type of things. I don't, I just don't see it. They were, you know, I heard someone say, "Oh, Oprah 2020." Yeah, right. I just don't believe in my heart. I right. think you just see it 
Obviously, I don't think you really would vote for Oprah. Even if she came with the best thing for for that particular person, I don't think she would vote for Oprah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's going to take a hell of a coalition to beat Trump because there's so many people who believe yeah. the way he does, and they can be easily swayed, even just by the blatant lies he says. I think I seen something in the Washington Post. They said he's lied. I think uh, – I think they said he's lied like almost a fifteen hundred times, or you know, since he's been in office. So I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I'm not. I don't know, man. I think if we're gonna have somebody run, I'm, I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have somebody who has some experience in politics. It's not I'm anti Oprah. Yeah. I just want somebody that has some experience. Even if it's, even I Obama think... didn't have like a wealth of experience, but he has some experience being a senator. So right, you know, yeah, you know, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I I I think that um, I I personally would definitely share that. Again, you know, Mike J and I we we agree on a lot of stuff and we disagree on a lot of stuff. But this is one of those things where I I would agree with. Uh, I would like to see someone that um, has some of that experience can bring some of that work ethic to the table about you know with regard to politics that sort of thing and not just um, like you said using their platform or using their celebrity to to gain that again. Do I have doubt that she could do it? No, I, I think that she could. I think she would surround herself with the right people. Um, I just want to see the right thing done for citizens of the United States and me being included in that because I'm a citizen of the United States. Like I said, I just can't vote. I can't just vote blindly. I can't just vote because someone would be the first woman or black or whatever you want to call it. Like I, I, I personally don't vote that way. I don't vote party either. So, um, I would very much have to look at um, what are some of the things that she's talking about and discussing. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. So we'll, I guess it'll give us – if she's going to do it, then she's going to have to start making the decision pretty soon. It's 2018, so those things take a long time, right. a long time to do. Right. So, uh, yeah, So and also before we get off of here, other candidates have been, usually been one and done. I know uh, Jesse Body Ventura, he was one and done uh, candidate. And uh, in Minnesota, as the governor, uh, Kevin Johnson, he he did some things in Sacramento, but he ended up getting into some trouble over so, some uh, sexual assault accusations. Uh, so, oh man, yeah, he, yeah man. So, yeah, he kind he had he had his issues, and you know, Snagger, I think he was, uh, I think he did too. I think he did two terms, but uh, yeah. So it'll be interesting, you know, just to say just to say the least. But hopefully. If she runs, it'd be definitely give us some stuff to talk about. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. But yeah, man. Uh, well, all right, we well, about to, we got. We'll I'm sorry. What'd you say? Yeah, I, was, I was gonna say my. Uh, no, I was, I was gonna say you know that, again. Just thank you, thanks everybody for uh, listening to us and chiming in. Uh, uh, please get in touch with us. You know, talk to us. We we, we are individuals who are always open to a good conversation, and we want to hear we want to hear from you guys. So. Twitter, the the Gmail, the Snapchat, you know, go ahead, don't be shy and engage with us, you know. We uh, definitely look forward to more of that coming in 2018. Yeah, because they're all the all our information, our personal information, is in the episode descriptor. And in 2018, we definitely like both on our words, talking about some new and exciting stuff, expanding what we're already doing, coming in the pipeline, rock with us, and definitely, you know, it'll be some shows, for, you know, to that there's just more people, so we're really excited, really excited for that. So, uh, and also tomorrow is uh, the Dr. King holiday, so if you can get out, volunteer, give yourself to others, don't show up. 
your heart. Absolutely. So, and then that's the big all every MLK day. I always uh, listen to his last speech when he before he passed in Memphis. I think that's one of the most captivating speeches I've ever seen in my life. Well, I've, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was on video. I wasn't there, obviously, but yeah. So it was just something. I just think it was just captivating to see that for him to know he was going to die and was ready to stand up for it. And it showed just how this this man is how hard it how, how this strong I think was just to see that somebody he's not fearing any man. And you know that absolutely it, it, was, it, was, it was beautiful, man, to see that. To me, that's like black excellence, man. So uh, definitely, yeah. So definitely, you know, we appreciate everybody, and uh, we'll definitely we'll holler at y'all next week. Yep. Hey, one 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 little parting shot, something for you guys to think about this week uh, for listening to the podcast. Um, something that I read says, "Never forget, never forget how far you've come, everything you've gotten through, all the times you've pushed on, even when you felt you couldn't." All the mornings you got out of bed, no matter how hard it was. All the times you wanted to give up, but you got through another day. Never forget how much strength you have learned and developed. So sit on that. Take that with you for the week, y'all. This is your guy, Bowtie Fresh, the gentleman's gentleman. And I'm out. I'll talk to y'all later. All right, man. We out of here. Peace. Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829 while supplies last. See store for details.